Welcome back, Chiefs Kingdom. Happy Victory Monday from everyone here at One Arrowhead Drive Podcast. My name is Trevor Cogdo. With me, as usual, are Dylan and Trev. Guys, how are we feeling on Victory Monday? Feeling good to be back, Trev. Welcome back yeah, on your short hiatus. Watching that black and silver team, you know, hoping the Packers can handle business. But other than that, T, what you got? It was good to be another victory Monday, four in a row now. Uh, can't hate it. Like we said, week one, felt like the sky was falling because it was on that primetime game. But here we are, four wins in a row, looking like one of the best teams in football. Let's get into it, Trev. Yep, happy to be back. Uh, thanks for covering the uh, the Fantasy and DFS pod. Uh, you guys sounded good, as usual. Um, all right, like you guys said, Chiefs win 27-20. In Minnesota at U.S. Bank Stadium, Patrick Mahomes has defeated all 31 teams in the NFL now in his career. I believe he's the quickest to ever do that. So uh, congrats to him. Just another milestone for him. And uh, yeah. And before we get into the game, let's talk about the rest of the league. We'll start with the division. The Broncos, another blunder, lost in the Hackett Bowl late in that game. It's good to see the the Jets down Sean Payton after all the shit he talked in the offseason. The uh, Chargers were on a bye this week, so nothing going on there. Like Dill said, Raiders, hopefully we see them take an L tonight in Vegas. That's always fun. Last night, the 49ers showed us that they are probably the best team in the league by a good margin right now. That team historically doesn't stay healthy, so we'll see how they how they continue to go as we get deeper into the year, but right now they they look very, very good. Definitely the the top team to beat in the NFC. Other AFC contenders, the Ravens lost a tough one against the Steelers. Uh Harbaugh and Tomlin always go at it pretty closely. So that was good to see the Ravens lose. The Bills also lose a close one in London. The Jags kind of look like they're kind of coming back. Still a wait and see approach there. And then Guys, I'll get your opinion on this one. The Bengals looked like they were back. Uh, Burrow certainly looked a lot more comfortable, even without Higgins out there Sunday. So what do you guys think on on anything else in the in the league? And then we'll get into our game. It is a true fact that Jamar Chase is always fucking open. He proved that Sunday. That's a fact. 190 yards and three touchdowns, that, that will prove your point. So, yeah, they definitely look back as far as, you know, getting back to their offense. Um, Cardinals got to pump the brakes a little bit. Haven't been the greatest team, although they have stayed in some games this year. But, you know, I still want to be a little tentative. We saw saw them put up a good game against the Rams and then bounce right back with a stinker against the Titans. So we'll see. T, you got any take on that? I was just going to hit on a few of my biggest ones. I think the Ravens losing to the Steelers. I mean, that game, they really let Lamar down in that game. I think. There was a there was a video out where his receivers dropped like six balls and three of them were touchdowns. Um, they ended up not putting any points on the board. I think they went for it a couple times in the red zone on fourth down and ended up turning it over. Uh, that loss to the Steelers is going to – yeah, it was pretty bad for fantasy. But yeah, that's I think true. that loss to the Steelers might come back and haunt them a little bit, especially with the Bengals looking back. Um, and then, of course, I'll hit on the Bengals. But real quick, that Bills-Jags game, I don't know how much you can take from it. The Jags have been in London for a week, kind of had their uh, clocks reset, 
to that time zone and Bills were traveling there. It's kind of an unfair spot for the Bills, if you ask me. Uh, and it showed on the field. They lethargic first half, only put up seven points and then never really recovered from that. As far as the Bengals go, like you said, the against the Cardinals, now while they have looked better than we thought they would, we talked about it in the beginning of the season. That could be one of the worst defenses. And not everybody's going to let Chase go 15 for 190 and three touchdowns. So if that's all Burrow's got, I think it was nice to see him throw the deep ball that he did to Chase, but man, that offensive line still didn't look very good. He got hit on multiple occasions. Uh, I guess I'm still taking a wait and see on the Bengals. Yeah, we'll see if they uh, see if they get it figured out before uh, week 17 when we play them. So, um, all right, let's get into some injuries real quick. Obviously, the big one we're going to talk about is the TK injury scare. Made me want to cry. I don't know about you guys. I said some some things i'm sure you'll hear trev list off here in just a little while not a fun uh few moments or 20 minutes whatever you want to say to see him just have this look of doom and gloom like it was an achilles and like we might not ever see him be in the same form that he is now or has been uh over the past few years really other than that i think we got out of there pretty clean um guys you want to touch on the tk injury real quick yeah, I think Chiefs Kingdom as a whole just took a collective gasp all at once. You know that that was a that was a rough one to see, especially that non-contact out in open field by yourself. Nine times out of ten, we see that anymore. It's a very significant injury, so we definitely dodged the bullet there. Yeah, I think it was a gasp followed by panic. Uh, that's how I felt, and then and then sadness, like Trev said. I was like, man, that really sucks to see his reaction. I would think I was telling my family his season was probably over. Looked like an Achilles, non-contact's never good. But looks like we avoided Sirius. He may not play this week, but he's not going to be out for the year. So relieved in that. And then, you know, seeing him jogging out after halftime was one of the better feelings of the game to me. Yeah, I like. I thought it was great to have a little uh, comedy relief after seeing him kind of put his helmet on and stand there and pretend to, like, sneak out like he was going to get in on some third down plays because uh, he wanted to be back in there after getting taped up. So that was good to see. I think the biggest thing we can take from that is that our newly acquired fan base, they might actually get turf removed from the NFL and the Swifties. Um, you know, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. We, we, if anybody can ha- make something happen, it's the Swifties. That's right. That's right. So, you know, um, Hey, I'm, I said some bad things about turf to you guys and, on Twitter. So um, it is what it is. So let's go ahead and get into the game. Didn't see a, a big offensive explosion like we thought we would out of this game. Definitely put up some points, but didn't go over the total. Uh, Chiefs offense put up 333 total yards, 266 through the air, 67 on the ground, uh, barely outgained the Vikings, which we could argue I mean, that they definitely didn't have a normal game for them, their offense either. So guys, I'll let you start on the offense and we'll go from there. Yeah. I think we mentioned it last week, but I, I'm definitely starting to get worried about this wide receiver room. You saw, of course, when, I mean, any, when any offense loses our main target, of course they're going to stumble a little bit, but man, it just seemed like these wide receivers could not separate. And this defense was not one that really was, you know, much on the other end is that really should have locked us down like they did. And I'm really starting to get worried there. I also worry that we went, or I think that we went away from the run game a little bit too soon, 
in that first half, Pacheco looked like he had a little momentum, and then we put Clyde in for our whole drive, and it stalls a little bit. So I, I still got to wonder what the hell we're doing with Clyde. I think it should just be Pacheco and put it, put McKinnon in on third down, and that should be your two-back rotation. But here we are. Uh, offensive line looked a little better. You know, Daniel Hunter's not a bad defensive lineman at all. He's up there in sacks on the year so far. So I felt like our line looked okay. Uh, no Jawan Taylor false start penalty. So that was good to see. Didn't catch a holding from him either. So a little bit of progress there. But yeah, that's that's my overall takeaway. He's 15. Still looks like he's trying to build some chemistry overall with this wide receiver unit. But yeah, it, it's definitely not quite the normal offense we're used to seeing. Yeah, I don't know what we're doing with Clyde, but we got to release him. I don't even think we should have kept him. I, I made that pretty clear in the offseason. He just, he don't have any juice. Whatever juice he had as a rookie, it's it's gone. He's not making anybody miss. He's two yards and nothing after that. No yak, nothing. He's not catching the ball. At this point, what's he giving you? I guess you could say he's a locker room guy. The guy seemed to love him. Funniest guy in the locker room, maybe. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, I guess. He's getting the Gary Peter treatment right pick. now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah. And you know that that that's something to be said with running backs. It seems like they need that constant burn and momentum, you know. And then we 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 get Pacheco going, and then here comes Clyde. I don't I don't really understand. Yeah, Clyde was in for all. two two straight drives. Yeah, I was going to say that about about the wide receivers too. I know we've like nagged on them about not getting separation. Part of me wonders how much of that is scheme. And while I trust Andy and and what he's done to watch the Dolphins game, they're scheming their wide receivers open a lot more than I think Andy is doing. And part of that could be because of the talent difference, of course. But at the same time, we're just not seeing wide open receivers like schemed open is, is I guess is what I'm trying to say. We seem yeah, to be running the same kind of route tree that we always have. And it, it hasn't really translated this season. That's it as far as the offense goes. It was good to see TK come back. I do think if he has to miss any time, Noah Gray's a pretty capable replacement. <clears throat> we got pretty soft schedule with the Broncos this Thursday. So if we need to give Travis that time off, I think this is the perfect week to do it. Pat looked like Pat. No stupid interceptions this week. So that was good to see. Other than that, Justin Watson keeps catching those deep balls. He made a hell of a catch on a deep ball, beating the safety. Randy Moss. Um, that's right. White Randy. That's right. Other than yeah. that, Trev, Trev, what do you got on? Uh, what do you got on the offense? No, I I have that. Well, if if Clyde's funny, his one point three uh, yards per carry average on Sunday that was pretty funny. That's for sure. So I'm with you guys. I'm done with that Let experiment. The man hey man, I mean it's I'm done. Dylan and I already hit on it. You could have let him die easily. Well, you know. I am I would rather Kadarius Tony get carries over Clyde right now. Um, yeah, that was one more thing I was going to say. We finally got Kadarius. Yeah, a lot of short area offense. stuff. Yeah. It seems like, it seems like I don't know what you guys think about this. It's just happenstance or what. But it seems like since week one, he hasn't gotten really any downfield targets. It's all out in space. It's like once he didn't make those catches in week one, we just said, hell, well, all right, if he, if he can't make catches downfield, we're just going to put him out in space, do some gadget stuff to him and just use him like that, which is the complete opposite of what you saw, you know, or was supposed to see to start the year and in camp. So 
I don't know. That that's a little disappointing, but like you guys said, I, I'm glad to see him involved. The wide receivers are they're just yeah. You just got to hope they continue to grow. Rasheed Rice, I think we all agree he's going to be that guy. It was good to see Justin Ross get a couple catches. Um, you know, he played six snaps, saw four targets. Like Dill said, pre-show, that's a pretty damn good target share. But you got to catch those balls. And, you know, I don't know if Pat seeing these guys continually drop these balls. I don't know if he's just – he trusts Jay Watt more or if he, you know, he's – obviously he trusts Kelsey looking for him all the time. But even MBS, I mean, MBS is running wind sprints. Sky is basically non-existent out there. So – I don't. I don't know. We're we're gonna have to see someone again. Just say one day, hey, I'm I'm gonna be that guy. And you know, until the coaching staff lets you know one of these guys play a lot of snaps, man, I just I just don't see where it's gonna happen. Because outside of Kelsey, who had ten receptions, there's ten guys that caught a ball that got that. Uh, I think there was eleven targeted, and ten of them caught a ball. So. Um, that's not great. That doesn't say anything about having anywhere, anyone close to a wide receiver one. So, you know, not great, but so I don't feel like we learned anything about the offense, but we did learn stuff about the defense, which was clamps on Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson guys. I'll let you guys talk about that. Yeah. The defense played great. Like you said, clamps, of course he goes down in the fourth quarter with that hamstring injury. I don't think it mattered. Um, we had the right scheme. What do you have? Three for 28 before that on six targets. We really kind of hit it on the head. Uh, I guess we talked about a little bit of what everything they could do, but I think we um, we did say it'd be a mixture of Sneed and McDuffie on him, and I think that's what we saw. And Sneed did a great job locking him up. I think he got frustrated that one time on that uh, hands-to-the-face penalty because Jefferson was getting those calls. but. Spag said today at the podium, he said, that one was probably a little much. (laughs) Yeah, it probably was a little much. But, I mean, we saw Tranquil lead the team in tackles, filling in for Nick Bolton again. That's great to see. I think he's earned himself more playing time even when Bolton comes back. And then I think we'd be uh, remiss not to mention Mike Edwards. Had a great game. He had that one TFL. Yes, he did. Past the fence. Did he have a sack? I'm not sure. No, he, he didn't have a sack. Leo Chanel had the sack. sack. Yeah, That's Chanel right. Had it. Yep. But Edwards was flying around the field, making all kinds of plays. It was good, great to see him out there with Tranquil, just, you know, proving their worth. They were a couple of the bigger offseason additions, and this defense wouldn't be where they're at without either one of them, I don't think. Yeah, and another thing we got our shout out, especially with Nick Bolton missing, is we really locked down Hawkinson. He, uh, to this point, has been tight in one throughout the year in the NFL. He's been a target fiend. He's been, you know, Kirk's really go-to guy besides actually almost more than Justin Jefferson at times, but he even got held to five for 51. So nothing really to write home there either. So, yeah, you just got to tip your hat to this defense and really applaud them for that effort. And then another thing we, we mentioned on last podcast where we said if we could hold them to the run or limit the run game, considering this is the team that averages the most play-action passes in the league, you really kind of make them one-dimensional, and that's not Kirk's game. You know, if they can get that run game going and then get the linebackers moved up a little bit, then they can start to pick you apart. But 
they really never got anything going on that part. So hats off to them for locking up Madison and uh, really just limiting that offense and making them uncomfortable the whole game. I think the the D line definitely, you know, left some plays out there. Uh, it was nice to see Chris Jones get another sack. Uh, he's had a sack in every game since he's been back. We, I'll say the one thing that I think we did great was Spags blitzed his ass off all day and put the corners in spots where they could have been beat and linebackers, like you said, on Hawkinson a lot. And they, man, they just showed out. We got 12 quarterback hits on the day, tons of pressure on Kirk. You know, he didn't make any bad turnovers like we predicted. You know, we did have the one turnover to, to start the game, which was huge to basically receive both kickoffs of the half. So that, that was awesome to see. So I think the defense again, showing its worth week after week you know top five in in the league and points allowed per game so again once this offense clicks and I think it will I hope it will man this is going to be a tough team to beat so you know that's one thing I think you could point to right now the 49ers have a great defense and their offense is clicking so this goes to show you what we we could be um or what we know we can be uh, like the Niners are doing right now. Like we talked about them being the best team in the league right now. I think that's enough for the game. Let's talk about our over-unders from last week. Dill kind of gave some back to the field, went over this week. Um, Had to let you guys back in it. Yeah, yeah. Just got to keep it interesting. Uh, so Dill's at 12-7 and seven on the year. Trev, 1-3. and three. Uh, He's at 8-11 and 11 on the year, and I'm also at 8-11, and 11, and I was 2-2 two for two on the week, so my first dub on the over-unders. So, I guess this is the part where I say, Producer Dylan, hit the theme music. <laughs> one of these days, Trev, one of these days we're going to have that theme music. <laughs> All right, we're going to get into everybody's uh, favorite portion of the show. Let's read Trev's text. I think this week we're going to read his text and his tweets. Oh, God. Um, Ooh, his tweets were pretty good. This is an invasion I don't, of privacy at some point. It's out there for the public to see, that's, except for these texts. You're right. You're right. That's true. Um, the tweets were just too good not to read them this week. Um, <laughs> you can find him on Twitter at TMC Ogdell, or I guess yeah, that would be go. TM Cogdell. Um, I'm going to put that together, buddy. <laughs> Okay, so it started out, I guess there's only really two good tweets. The first one is the throw that Pat threw off his back foot. Pat noodle arm that throw, and there's no way around it. Not great. Hashtag Chiefs Kingdom. <laughs> he did, in my opinion. And then we get a, welp, not great. Hashtag Chiefs fans. Please, at NFL, continue to allow your puppets to play on these trash fucking fields. <laughs> puppets, damn. That's what they the are. NFL puppets. That's it for That's the right. tweets. If you want to find them, just just log on to X. Go give Trev a follow. Favorite him. Great follow on Sunday afternoons. He will keep you entertained for sure. That's right. So I think we can move on to the group text portion of the segment where uh, Trev in the first quarter. Before Trav's injury, I'll remind you. Says this one definitely feels like an L. <laughs> Trev, what were you thinking I, in that I moment? I don't remember. I must have blacked out. I don't remember that. You don't remember were, that. Were one. you even fucking watching at that point? Were, 
I was. I I, don't, I think we were sometimes, up. Sometimes the offense sputters so much. It's just like, well, one of these times, because one of these times it is going to catch up to us. I really hope it's not Thursday. But one of these times it is going to catch up to us. And I just thought with this offense and their explosiveness, I thought it could have been then. And I digress. If, it, if it's Thursday, it's going to be a somber, somber post post game <laughs> oh it will be worse than the jets would have been this will be a this will be a fun segment though um 15 minutes later trav injury happens oh boy we are fucked i think we all agreed with that one <laughs> yeah yeah so i agreed there and i think dylan and i tried to pump him up something good happened in the game he wasn't having it nah we're so fucked he says <laughs> fuck the nfl <laughs> What a day. I hate football. <laughs> oh, God. And then I, I don't I, even go back I, and read them. I, so I'm telling you, I swear sometimes I just black out. We let, we let that settle for a little bit. And then five minutes later, all capitals. Fuck. Fuck turf. <laughs> we couldn't let the turf go. Help me out, Swifty. Help me out. I think I think we were all mad at the turf, but that was about it for the negativity. Because right after that, we uh, turned it around. Travis came back. It was pretty positive after that. So that'll do it for this yeah. week's segment of Trev going off in the group chat and on Twitter. Never really felt like we were out of more it. moments. I think that kind of helped him out. You know, like, I did. Like I the Jets game, you yeah. felt. Well, you felt like the Jets had a lot of momentum, so you were definitely worried about it. I never really got truly worried about this Vikings game. Yeah, yeah I, I might have been the only one, but for me, I think I'm uh, telling you, primetime games. You guys say just yeah. mainly it's yeah. mainly because of Collinsworth. I'm telling you, I just don't even make me do that again. I think you'll get hurt. Well, we this get week, uh, week, we right? got Thursday this week, and then we got a Monday night game against the Eagles. So these are going to be getting pretty okay. spicy. It's coming. I mean, hey, you guys said it last night. Collinsworth, Collins, he's never seen anything like Brock Purdy. There's just... going to be some good Sirianni stuff on Eagles Week. Yeah, I can feel it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There yeah. was some good Sirianni stuff yesterday. I don't know if you saw that, but again, he can <laughs> pretend like he's a coach for once and not one of the boys. All right, let's get the hell out of here. Guys, we will see you next time when we preview the Broncos game on Thursday Night Football. Follow us anywhere you get your podcast. Follow us on Facebook on our uh, One Arrowhead Drive podcast group and at one, the number one Arrowhead DR pod on X. And we will see you next time.